Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Jared Parry for Boxing Social in association with William Hill and Empire Fight Store. Delighted today to be joined by Gareth A. Davis. I can now say where we are because I think by the time this goes out, it'll be announced. Shilei Zhang versus Joe Joyce 2. The rematch, it's on. Yeah, September the 23rd, I believe, uh, is the date. Um, looking at the poster over there. Um, I don't think Zhang's here today. He's on video link from New York. Joe Joyce is here. Um, there's, I'm glad for Joe that he gets the rematch, but a lot of us felt that Zhang was the perfect opponent for Tyson Fury, as they still look around for a, an opponent for the Gypsy King. Um, but Joe Joyce has got to make changes in this second fight because obviously he was peppered with the left hand, couldn't be missed by Zhang's left hand in that first fight where we were with Talk Sport that night. Hopefully we'll be at this event again, but uh, it's another big heavyweight fight for the UK. Was this the only fight that Joe Joyce could really take? Obviously, it was a bit of a devastating loss. Sixth round, if I'm right, stopped, obviously, with the, with the eye injury, etc. Could he have really looked anywhere else other than rematching Joe Joyce? No, uh, rematching Zhang, yeah. Look, it was the absolutely right fight for him. He needed to get back on the horse. He, I, I interviewed him straight away afterwards in the ring for Talk Sport that night for our outside broadcast, and he wasn't... Um, concussed, he wasn't hurt, his eye was closed. But that left hand peppered him all night. Zhang created brilliant angles. Joe wasn't um, elusive enough. He's got to be, he's got to use his footwork for this contest and not be hit by that left hand again. Big psychological factor, big PTSD, lots of scars to get over, but hopefully Joyce can do it and he's back on the trail again. I was going to ask, what do you think Joyce needs to change? Because obviously, it seemed like, obviously, when he fought Joseph Parker, he sort of stood there, took some shots, Parker tired, and he got, caught him. Although he did use some brilliant work throughout the fight, yeah. it looked like that sort of tactic was creeping in against Zhang, but it backfired and he just got peppered with shots and ended up injured. Do you think he needs to get back to using his elusive footwork? Well, I say elusive, like, like in the earlier when he was moving. He's never been elusive, that's his problem. But what he needs to do is move his head more get his um, jabs and get his right hand going and make sure that Zhang doesn't create those angles to um, hit him with that left hand like he did almost at will in that first fight. Once he'd established a rhythm, Joe could not avoid that left hand and Zhang had a field day basically. He's cleverer than people think, uh, Zhang, and I think it's a really tough fight, but if Joe can do it, as I say, he's got to be elusive, he's got to be quicker, he's got to set a rhythm early, and he's got to get on Zhang. I think Zhang tires as well um, in fights, um, but it's a big ask, it's a big uphill ask, but it is the right route back for him. You saying about Zhang tires, I think we all remember the Jerry Forrest fight where he was exactly. devastating four rounds, and yeah. then he was putting his put on the floor then for the later rounds. I think everyone expected that when Zhang fought Hergovic, it didn't happen. And then I think Joyce maybe thought, oh, well, maybe that was just a lucky night for him, and it just didn't really work out, really, did it? Yeah, I mean, I think Zhang was impressive against Hergovic, and, but he did tire against Forrest, you're right. But he was beginning to tire in the Joe Joyce fight, or that they feel he was anyway. I feel that he took the fifth round off as he was actually having a look at Joe, or the fifth or sixth round, having a good look at him. 
Um, but look, it's a big heavyweight fight. It's a fantastic prospect. Another big bang with Zhang, as we can say. Um, and, you know, the winner puts themselves in the frame again for this scattered chess game, frozen landscape that's out there at the moment with Fury, White, Joshua, Wilder. Yes, we've got Yusuk and Daniel Dubois on August the 26th um, in Poland, but the rest of them at the moment, we don't know what they're doing. So the winner of this puts themselves in the frame, especially if there are Saudi fights happening at the end of the year. You mentioned those names. Um, obviously, Joshua and White were two that you mentioned there. They seem like they're negotiating a fight. It's one day it's on, one day it's off. Uh, the latest we heard there was a rematch clause is what Dillian wasn't happy about in the contract. Um, we were told this morning, though, that apparently it's been removed. What's your take on all of this? Well, if it has been removed, he'll sign the contract, but then he'll complain about how much money he's offered. Of course they do. They always complain about how much money they're offered. They always want to be paid more. My view was that Dillian should take the fight anyway. If he beats Anthony Joshua, he's in a fantastic position for a second fight anyway. Um, it shouldn't automatically be a fight with Deontay Wilder in Saudi Arabia. There's no automatics at the moment anyway. Um, I do hope they get that fight on. I think um, Joshua against White is a huge fight for British boxing. Huge grudge fight. Both men are at later stages in their career now. One has a victory in the amateurs. One has a victory in the pros. They're kind of one each, if you like. I think it's a great fight. I hope it gets over the line. While we're staying with the heavyweight, over in the States as well, there's a fight that's being negotiated. Andy Ruiz, Deontay Wilder. Um, Andy Ruiz Sr., I think, came out the other day and said that they've offered a 70-30 split. Uh, Wilder's team offered a 70-30 split. He's not overly happy with it. What's your take on that fight? Because that, that's another brilliant fight, which seems a bit like a semi-final towards a fight with the champions, really. Yeah, it is a semi-final in some ways, but obviously both men have been world champion. Um, between them, they've held all four belts, if you think about it. 70-30 um, is not a split that Andrew Ruiz will take, in my view. 60-40 he might take, but why not make it a 50-50? I don't think it's a 50-50 fight. I see it as a strong, wilder fight. I think he gets to Ruiz. I think Ruiz, um, since the Joshua victory, has probably reached his pinnacle, his ceiling. Um, he might give Wilder a few difficult rounds, but I think Wilder, outside Tyson Fury, beats everyone, even Usyk. I think Wilder does beat Usyk, because if they fight, I think he gets to him eventually over the 12 rounds. Do you think it's the power with Wilder? That's one thing in his arsenal that no one else can carry like him. He's, a, he's an uncomplicated, simple boxer with incredible freakish power. He's going to hit you at some point. doesn't matter how elusive you are, he's going to hit you at some point. And I think, you know, in the Ruiz fight, he might be four or five rounds ahead, Ruiz. In the Usyk fight, if Usyk fights Wilder, he might be five, six rounds ahead. He will get to them at some point. Wilder's like that. So with the heavyweight division again, Tyson Fury, it came out just the other week. He isn't being issued a mandatory. So where does this put Fury? Because obviously everyone wants the undisputed with Usyk. Now that looks off the cards that you said with August 26th, Daniel Dubois. Yeah. What, who is left for Fury? Because all these fights are being made. Like, who is actually left for him? You can rule out Joshua. You can rule out Wilder at the moment. Um, you can rule out Zhang and Joyce. Um, you can rule out Dillian White and Derek Chisora. Um, there's not many other guys out there. Um, Frank Sanchez, number four with the WBC. Um, it's a really confusing landscape. Fury's the linchpin of the division right now, and yet there isn't a notable opponent out there for him. 
um, we're starting to hear that um, I had a chat to George Warren a few weeks ago and he was saying we haven't got a full offer from the Saudis we're gonna, we may even end up creating our own timeline for Tyson Fury. We don't have to be beholden unto what they want to do. And they're right. Yes, they'll want to take the big money if it is available from Saudi. But Saudi are now promoters as well as event organizers. They've just changed, they've just moved over the border slightly into a different area on the promotional game, haven't they? Um, I don't think there is a a perfect opponent out there for Fury. As I say, Zhili Zhang was perfect. If Queensbury had got Joe to step aside, which obviously he didn't want to do, they wanted to honour that contract, they've said that, he can honour that and have that rematch, I think he'd have been the perfect opponent. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see Fury fight someone in September, but it may not be satisfying to the world. Just on the fringe of world level, though, we have got a heavyweight fight this weekend. Jared Anderson, yeah, Charles Martin. That, yeah. On the undercard, we've already got that Arslan Beck, Makhmedov. That could, yeah. Makhmedov, if he, if he comes through unscathed, that could even be a fight for Fury? He's a problem for anyone. 16-0, I think he is. Um, I interviewed him last week by Zoom um, for Fight Night Show here at TalkSport. Fantastic character. He's learned English. He's based over in America with top rank. He's an unknown quantity. He's a dark horse. Um, he had a lot of amateur fights. He's very mature. He's a tank of a fighter. He's one to watch. I think he's five with the WBC. Um, and like you say, I think Michael Hunter and um, Jared Anderson uh, deals very handily with Charles Martin this weekend. I think gets an early knockout. I was watching him. I don't know if you've seen that video where he's doing some work with Roy Jones Jr. and working on his movement and his hooks. And he's a great talent. I mean, I speak to Todd DeBuff and Bob Arum all the time and Brad Jacobs about, um, about Anderson. And I do think that he's really starting to show the wares that he's got that are available to him. He's the coming force in the division. But you don't know what Daniel Dubois is going to do against Oleksandr Usyk uh, in Poland on August the 26th. You've got to give him a puncher's chance. I've got to go on to a subject that's been dominating boxing news probably since, well, has been since October. An article that came out this week from the Times about Conor Ben. Uh, reportedly, um, reportedly, he's hired a medical team headed by Rene Carriol. Yeah. Um, they reckon they're ready. They well, they say they're ready to present um, evidence to UCAD that will cause Ben to be cleared. What's your take on all of this? Rene Carriol is a is a is a very powerful force in terms of inspiration in the communities. He's, he's very much a character who can smooth things. Uh, over in lots of ways. Um, I know that they've taken scientific and medical expert advice, that they believe that uh, metabolites, that they've proven the metabolites on the clomiphene is definitely not from tablets, it's definitely from eggs. So there's their defense. It's strange that they didn't accept this from the WBC back in February when they gave them that out, if you like. Um, I don't think Conor Ben should fight until he gets his resolution in, when he goes in front of UCAD in that tribunal, which is like a court case, effectively. His team, UCAD's team, and the tri tribunal. Um, and listen, I hope it goes well for him, and I hope they have proven that, he, that he's innocent and that it is from eggs. But it's been a whole messy saga. Um, and, you know, because of the way it's played out, it's made it a bigger a story than just Conor Ben, because the testing system's been thrown 
into jeopardy. The testing system is being held up to scrutiny right now. And, and I think the thing they're bringing out with this is every individual athlete needs biological testing according to them, not just a standard test. So if they can get through it and they can get him back fighting, great. But I've always said they needed to have the hearing and they shouldn't have waited since last October to have it in May. They should have gone for it straight away. Who knows what's going to happen? No one knows, but it's apparently it's coming to a head and they will have the hearing very soon. I also want to talk about this weekend coming up. The dreaded date clash once again, uh, show clash rather. Uh, Smith Maxwell up in um, Sheffield. Then we've got Franchon Cruz de Zerne against Savannah Marshall, undisputed title fight down in Manchester. Where were you headed this weekend? Up to Manchester with TalkSport. We've got the outside broadcast. Down for you, up for me. Um, yeah, looking forward to Franchon Cruz de Zerne against Savannah Marshall. I make Savannah the favourite in that uh, to win on points. But. Um, HH Diva, the HH Diva will try and drag her into a brawling match. She's a brawler. Um, big overhand right, big jab on her. Um, Savannah will probably jab and move, stick and move, use the big right hand. Um, I think she is favourite to win on points, and I agree with that. It's a big fight again. Redemption time for Savannah after losing to Clarissa Shields, the other big American name, uh, African-American name in women's boxing. And I think Tash Jonas beats Candy Wyatt handily, maybe even stops her. But I think she wins on points and becomes a two-weight world champion and wins the IBF welterweight title. Um, it's a great card. It's always a pleasure to be there. Um, Manchester's a fantastic arena. I've been going there for many years. It's always great to be with the talk sport team. Want to really push women's boxing. I mean, HH, the HH Divas even got a, a track out this week. Number 30 in the music charts, isn't it? A secret place. I had her on the Boxing Social Show this week, Fight Club, and she had a little sing-song. Um, no, really looking forward to being there. And as you say, there's a clash with the Sheffield Show with Dalton Smith and Sam Maxwell. Got so much time for Dalton Smith. Sam Maxwell's a test. He's British and Commonwealth level now. Maxwell has, I think, lost one in 17. He'll bring the heat. Smith has always been up to every challenge. I love the fact he's travelling the world at the moment. I reckon 18 months, two years, we're going to see him in world title fights at 140 pounds. He's not ready yet, but Maxwell's a good test for him. Brilliant. And just a final one for me. You mentioned it a bit there. Fight Club, Gareth A. Davis, Boxing Social. How are you enjoying that? And just let everyone know what it's all about, really. It's Fight Club. Come on in. If I had my vape with me, I'd have a little vape <laughs> now, but I think it's in the other room. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great fun. It's great to be involved in a magazine show. Uh, it's great to be joining all you guys. You know, you've got a great team at Boxing Social. It was great to be asked. It was an honour and a privilege to be asked to, to present that. It's a 12-week run. Um, I'm looking at Eddie Hearn, Ben Shalom, um, David Adelaide, Joe Joyce, lots of other guests. Tyson Fury, when he becomes available. We've got a little bit, you filmed it earlier, we've got a little clip of Ariel Helwani. Ariel Helwani and Simon Jordan in the same video next week. That'll be fun. I'll try and get them, you time with them later on. But no, it's great fun. It's great to be doing something different. And uh, onwards and upwards. Brilliant. Gareth, thank you very much for your time. Pleasure. All the best. And, well, we're about to get underway here, I think. So. Lovely. Cheers. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.